Society member. So sit back and have a listen. Check out Kurt and me out at the Easter show. Hello, listener. This is Eddie from the podcast with no name. We're out here at the Easter show. I'm here with Kurt and uh, we're having a look at the produce pavilion first up. We're going to grab one of the guys here and uh, just go through the criteria of the judging. Um, Kurt's pretty excited about this. Very much. We've been here a little while now, and this is the first stop we normally do. So um, I'll just I'll just pass you over to Kurt for his thoughts on the produce this year. Very excited to be here this year. Very packed as normal, but not as packed as usual. Although I didn't say it normally, it was very packed. Hmm. Very interesting. Not much produce on offer. No, I expected there to be a lot more people here, actually. It's a little disappointing. I don't know if the football's taken a few of the crowd away, but um, normally when we're in the Produce Pavilion, it's shoulder to shoulder, and we are moving quite freely here. So let's uh, see if we can grab one of these guys from the Western Districts, and we'll see what they've got to say about the produce this year. Hi, I've got Joan here from the Western Districts. She's just going to give us a bit of a rundown on the criteria they use to judge the produce. Okay, when they're judging produce, what they're looking for across both grasses, grains, fruits, 
vegetables and nuts is that you're looking at the selection that you've presented to the judges is of a similar size, a similar colour, a similar shape. Yeah, it, I noticed all of it was, it was very much a similar size and, and it's, very it's almost perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the sort of thing that the, um, the supermarket's like, isn't it? The supermarkets tend to dictate what size they want, so you're not going to get some of the bigger pumpkins in the supermarket because the average person is not going to take one of those home and attack it with the hatchet on the kitchen bench and feed the neighbourhood for a week. Yeah, you mentioned it. I can really see how the lemons are lined up and things like that. Yeah. Yep. So we're looking at trying to showcase everything to its absolute best. When you're looking at particularly your fruit and vegetables, when they're judging them, they're also going to cut them open. They're going to see what the insides are like, whether they're juicy, whether they're dry, um, what their colouring is. When they do eggs, it's absolutely amazing to look at them, apart from checking what their colour is with their shells and the size and the shape. They will crack the egg. They will see how far the white runs, how strong that white is. They will then see what the yolk is doing, whether it's rounded. They will then get out the the colour card and check the half a dozen eggs that they've opened. Is that the same yellow across all of them? Have you got a variation of shade? So that's the type of thing that they're going down to when it's judging the produce. I was just saying before that when we were a bit younger, like my parents took me to the Easter show when it was in the city and the first stop was always the produce. And it's just something I've carried on now and I sort of do that with my own kids. Um, Were you the same? Um, I went to the show a couple of times. Um, my father used to do horse riding as a child in the, ho- in the Easter show and that. So um, we grew our own stuff. So the Easter show didn't have that big of an appeal for us because we were already doing all the things, growing our own vegetables, involved with the animals. But when you did get to the show, oh, boy, it was great to see it all. Yeah, I'm from a rural area myself. I'm from down the coast, south coast, Nara. Um, and, yeah, it was always pretty special to come up here and see this yeah. stuff. And, and now that we sort of live here, uh, it's nice to get our own kids out and, and let them experience this sort of stuff. It's interesting listening to a lot of the people coming through, especially the kids, because the first question always is, is it real? Mm. Second question is, did Woolworths provide it all? <laughs> and then trying to get to through to the kids particularly that, no, it's a whole group of different farmers who are fighting a lot of different battles, whether it's mice, whether it's flood, whether it's fire, whether it's drought, whether it's varola mites with honey. Um, you know, there's a whole range of challenges for them. And they start to understand that there's a lot goes into, Absolutely. you know, having that carrot on your plate. It's funny, you ask some of the city kids, um, where does steak come from? Oh, Woolworths. <laughs> yes, they, they seem to have a monopoly on every piece of food. They do. Well, thanks so much, Joan. We really appreciate you speaking to us and um, have a listen to us. We're, we're the podcast with no name. Like that very much. Yes. And uh, we're going to do a feature on the Easter show and and particularly the produce here. Please do and enjoy the show. Thank you. Nice to meet you. I have 
Dave here from the, the Southern Districts. Um, I just noticed they're the first prize holders for the display this year and they're celebrating dogs, working dogs on the land, guide dogs, police dogs and so on. Um, I'm just wondering, Dave, can you just give us a couple of words about what you guys do and, and why the theme is dogs? Yes, well, um, the, the district exhibits uh, are done every year for the Royal Easter Show and they're done based on a each district comes up with a theme. Uh, in this, uh, unless there is a common theme uh, set by the RAS. Uh, for example, uh, when the 100 years of uh, Anzac Day uh, happened, there was a theme there in that space. Each, each district comes up with a theme, uh, a, an agricultural theme, and as you'll see around the courts, there's bees, there's pumpkins, uh, there's farmers generally, uh, and in our case, it's about dogs, working dogs, and working dogs cover a range of areas, from those dogs that are out on the land that are assisting farmers with... Um, with uh, moving livestock, both sheep and, and cattle, uh, to dogs uh, that are, uh, uh, live with, with animals in the Maramote area, uh, to dogs that are used by, as pets, companion animals, to dogs that are, are used by our police and our uh, other emergency service agencies, and uh, at the airport in relation to doing sniffing, sniffing arrangements. They're all working dogs in their own right. Yeah, that's fantastic. We all know the importance of um, working dogs on the land. I mean, it'd be very, very hard to run a farm without a dog, wouldn't it? They, they do so much that they kind of you don't think about. Exactly right. They, 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 there's just so much. that The working dogs on farms are just marvellous just to sit and watch. And uh, the, in a lot of cases, farmers, they can do the same sort of work, having two people on a bike to one person with a, a, a good dog and moving stock around. Absolutely. You don't have to pay them as much either, do you? And in yards. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I just noticed you guys are the first placeholders for the display, and rightfully so. I, I urge everybody to get out to the show and have a look at this if you can. It's, it's fabulous. It really is. This is a first stop for us every time we come here. Uh, join the RAS. Come and support the farmers, because this is what we're here for. We ask kids these days where food comes from. A lot of them just say the supermarket. And I think it's important that we try and get our kids to know where this stuff comes from and support these guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. And uh, once we finish the show this year, uh, we will meet as a committee and uh, we'll call for for uh, a theme, uh, a graphic design to put forward a theme, um, and the, the committee will uh, approve that, and we'll then move forward to build the build build the stand for next year. So it all starts after this show, uh, with a lot of work happening in the last couple of weeks before the show commences. So what you see today uh, here in front of you. Uh, and in, in all stands is work that happened for the last 10 days prior to the show. However, however, our graphic artists did a marvellous job and hours and hours before that at their, at their home in doing a lot of seating work because these displays uh, you must, be, must be from food and fibre that is produced in your own district. It can't be just cardboard or painted board. It must be for fibre. So what you see is apples, oranges, a, a range of um, seeds, and uh, you've got uh, cotton, uh, you've got preserves, you've got... Um, 
pumpkins, you've got potatoes, you've got onions. So it's, it's everything that's produced in your, uh, in your district which converts to the display based on what the graphic artist wants to do. Yeah, we, we spoke to a couple of the other districts as well that let us speak to them and, and yeah. figure out what they do there. And with the first place display, is there any, like, um, cheerful banter that goes on between the districts? Like, here, we've got first place. Yeah, look, uh, look, it is, it is very healthy. Um, um, what you see um, in the, the ten days leading up to the show, you see a lot of the other districts, uh, whilst they're busy putting their displays together... Uh, they also uh, have a bit of a look around at what, what the, other, other, um, the other courts are doing. And as you'd appreciate, there is two, there's, two display, there's two competitions going concurrently. Yeah. Uh, there is the display, which is visual, as, you're, as we're looking at now. But prior to that, uh, there's a week of judging of all the individual uh, food and fibre uh, that the RAS uh, has a, comp run, a competition running for. So, you know, all the apples, the oranges, the seeds, the grasses, uh, not out here, but the bacon and hams, the, the cheeses, um, the pumpkins, the preserves, the, the jams and jellies all get judged separately out the front of the courts and add up to a point score. So there are two, there are two competitions going concurrently. Yeah, Joan from the Western Districts yeah. uh, ran us through a bit of the, uh, the criteria they use to judge them all, too, as yeah. far as the eggs. They, they crack the eggs yeah. and look at the yolks. Yeah. And, and see how far it spreads, and yeah. it's just just amazing. You don't really think about it until you until you, until you hear it from you guys firsthand. And these displays that obviously take a hell of a long time to put together, and a lot of forward planning. So we appreciate everything you guys do, and um, thanks so much, Dave, for spending a little time with us on the podcast with no name. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my pleasure yep. to uh, to speak to you. G'day, this is Eddie from the podcast with no name. I've got Margaret here from the Northern Districts. Um, I just wanted to have a quick word with her about produce and, and what they do here. G'day, hey, it's Margaret. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're here with the Northern District display. We've got a great little region here. Our theme is the pumpkin harvest. So we've got all kinds of different pumpkins up here. Uh, You've got our Turks turban squashes and peanut pumpkins and giant cattle pumpkins. Wow, what's a peanut pumpkin? I don't think I've ever seen one of those before. Yeah, so they're actually really sweet on the inside and because they've got a higher sugar content, it oozes through the skin, making all these callousy looking things. So you'd look at it and think it has a disease, but it actually is really sweet. We've got some actually made into scones out the back this morning, so I'm looking forward to hooking into those for morning tea. But it would be a hard sell at Woolies given that they look diseased. I was just going to say that. I mean, looking at it, it's not something that's terribly attractive, but um, I guess it's all in the taste, isn't it? No, I think it's definitely worth looking it up and seeing it, in, like seeing it to, to know what it looks like. But the flavour is going to be bloody beautiful. We were, we were here on Good Friday and we spoke to Joan from the Western Districts and um, she was telling us a little bit about the produce and how the supermarkets dictate the size and shape of the vegetables they need. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a real thing? It is a real thing. So, no, only... I couldn't tell you the percentage off the top of my head, but there's only a small percentage that meets the market. A lot has to get cut up to then be usable. Um, 
but it's it's incredible when you see things like farmers markets in small country towns what they can offer you uh, and we've had so many people just going like what a shame when they see it at the show here they go why can't I buy it anywhere and look at the size of the garlic cloves that's just incredible they're like five times the size of the, the rubbish you get at the supermarket <laughs> no we, we could definitely tell the people who cook here because they were getting really excited over the size of the garlic in our bags for five dollars but they're from around Kyogre region so it's really nice to even be able to know where things are from it's it's really cool I just noticed you've got the uh, first place and you've also got second place for display what's the difference between the two categories yeah so you've got the display itself is done by a designer uh, so he decides what it's going to look like and we've come runner-up for that but the actual produce we exhibit is first place being that we are from one of the better parts of the world we have some high quality content coming out of here yeah one of the better parts of the world? Where, where is that exactly? So we actually have a tea towel this year with some of our town names on it. You've got Kyogle, Korokai, uh, you've got Casino, but you're stretching out towards Glen Innes and Inverell, Tennerfield, a whole bunch of different places, Danoon, uh, Deepwater. Quite quite interesting to see how many places are crammed into our, our area. It goes down towards Coffs Harbour as well, so very diverse region, yeah. Wow, I was hoping you wouldn't say Queensland then. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We're stretching along the border there, as you can see. We've got a map with a little green piece highlighting where we are, so it's really cool. Yeah, the whole point of this uh, the special feature we're doing on the Easter show is just to, to get a bit of an idea about why you ask some kids where food comes from, and they'll say Woolworths. We're trying to get back to the whole reason why we have the Easter show. It's to celebrate farming and produce and, and locally grown product instead of importing this rubbish. Yeah, no, I think that's a fabulous idea. I, I grew up on a dairy farm myself, so it always hurts me to see when kids say from a bottle of milk as opposed to from a cow. Uh, but I am, being from Casino, it's always been important to me to share what I love about our region. We have Beef Week and it's it's definitely a close one to my heart. We're celebrating what we produce as our town, but... We've definitely got things like Kyogle. They do a giant pumpkin festival each year and that gets the kids wondering, where, you know, what's what's going on and who's growing it and how does it grow, you know? That's one hell of a pumpkin. It's, yes, I'm real, I weigh 185 kilos. Oh, my God, this thing is enormous. Yeah, we do get... One of our top questions with those things is, oh, my gosh, how much pumpkin soup would you get out of that? You actually wouldn't eat those ones. They're done mostly as a showpiece, but they're also uh, stock, for, stock feed. So we call them a cattle pumpkin, and they they do feed quite a few cows, etc. But if you want it to grow really, really big, you cut off all the other pumpkins on the vine and give it all the nutrients, and then you get a board in underneath and rotate it so it doesn't get a flat bump. <laughs> wow. The, the, the scientific facts behind growing large pumpkins. Well, thank you, Margaret. Thank you so much for your uh, participation. We, we really appreciate what you guys do for us, and uh, hopefully we can get this message out that you know, food comes from farms and not from Woolworths. Yeah, no, thank you. Nice to meet you. That's the end of our first episode of the podcast No Names Easter Show Extravaganza. Please join us next week for episode two. If you'd like to drop us a line, 
you can email us at podnoname at gmail.com or you can get us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podnoname. If you'd like to make a donation and help us keep this podcast alive, you can jump onto our Patreon site at patreon.com slash podnoname. Thanks so much for listening and come back next week for our part two of the Easter Show Extravaganza.